The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Episode of Wookie Radio. It is your Smugglers Three, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? All right. I had a long day at work. I'm tired. <clears throat> My day was a smash. Ended with a bang. Ooh. I'm not lying. <laughs> I know. That's the sad part. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, as we're recording, I gotta say, ten days until the Star Cruiser hits dry dock. I'm still waiting for you to surprise us with a trip down there for the final cruise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I would be surprised if I got a cruise in general. <laughs> so uh, check out the homepage, Mighty Marvel Geeks. Oh, God. Oh, been one of those days, gentlemen. You can do that. And but, so you're uh, swearing at us. But you might you might want to rather instead check out uh, Wiki Radio. Dot net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did say it was a smashing day, right? Mm-hmm. Bang, boom. Um check out Wookie Radio. Yes, yes, yes. Check out WookieRadio.net. <laughs> uh support our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks for fifteen percent off your purchase at Biddy Boomers. Red flag workshop. Point, the show post might be updated on there too. What's that? At some point, the show post might be updated on there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Give me, give me I just time. went on the website. You know the when the last show post you put up was? Yeah, like August of last year. April. Well, no, it made it into this year. April 9th of twenty twenty three. Oh, really? April? Yeah, really? Yeah. Further, further ahead than I thought. <laughs> okay. Woo hoo! Wow. Are you sh- wait? No, that's all celebration stuff, though. Yeah, that's well. That's the last post you put on here. Yeah, show post last show uh, November of twenty 2020, twenty or twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> and then you go back to January of twenty two. So you actually skipped a whole bunch. Looks like no, no. How does this thing work? Oh, because what you're looking at are in the. I'm looking at the front page. Scroll bar. It's all interviews it, that highlights our interviews and guests. Oh. Yeah. Well, I go to, I clicked on the radio tab and the radio still has the celebration news and it's the same thing. Huh. Looks like I'll have to get. What did you do to the website, Mike? I don't know. Maybe it was J7. 
I mean, like, he he like has been to the website. Didn't you hear? He hasn't touched it in like months. <laughs> so it's, it's probably J7. Um, I don't remember that. Did someone erase my memory banks when I wasn't looking? I, I keep telling you, don't go to Goodwill to buy a droid. I didn't. <laughs> you bought it from the Jawas. I didn't even do that either. I wish I did. Where's the local thrift store? I, I wish I bought yeah. it from the Jawas. I didn't even get them from Mobus when we went to Black Spire Outpost on Batu. <laughs> uh, now that sounds like someone after my own central processor. Okay. If you say so. Um, Red Flag Workshop. Use code SMUGGLER3 for 25% off your purchase. Hey, I did this yesterday, as a matter of fact, because I finally got my Kashyyyk patch. I'm going to swap out. And I also got uh, two key rings. I got a uh, Millennium Falcon and Imperial Star Destroyer key ring. Ooh. Ooh. So I may consider getting another Imperial Star Destroyer key ring for my uh, TIE Fighter backpack. I have the one I have is on my... uh, Star Destroyer sling bag that I take to the parks, but I, I would like to get one for the TIE Fighter backpack as well. And then the uh, my Falcon one, I'm going to add to my collection of my key rings that are here at my computer desk for, for my dangles. Just be careful. You're going to start weighing that microphone stand down. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. It's actually not too bad. But, you do uh, need to uh, mount it to the ceiling so it hangs straight down and you won't have to worry about the springs. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, I'm actually quite happy where I have this mounted on my computer desk. Ah, uh, but how yeah. does your computer desk feel about it? Seems to be okay about it. <laughs> um, use code Wookie for 10% off your purchase at Rebel Sabres, which I know I got to remind you when we're not recording <laughs> about your design. I know that's where you were going. Mm-hmm. Um, I still got to get it up on the site, but I'm going to plug it. Go to hangar-58.com and find yourself some great shirts, socks, hoodies, etc. from them. Uh, I finally placed my order for the Separatist t-shirt and I decided to go with the New Republic blue shirt as my first two shirts. So I will probably go back and get the uh, Rebellion one later, the Orange Rebellion one at a later time. But those are those were the first two I really wanted to get. I would, he, He's got two different... Um, TIE Fighter Pilot shirts. Uh, one's just black, all black with the logo. And then the other one has the yellow stripe for the pilot captain. Hmm. Uh, if you remember that from Rebels, when the, the flight instructor, the head of the squadron had the yellow, yellow stripes. Oh, yeah. I would love I would love to see him do one. Um, and I may just submit it myself. Red with black stripes and do uh, the Inferno logo on one shoulder. Stripe on one shoulder, Inferno logo on the other shoulder. Have the Inferno squad represented. Yeah. So I've had some thoughts for some other stuff since he said he takes submissions. Just haven't gotten there yet <laughs> to design, you know, to come up with it. Um, and then I feel like I'm missing someone. Apologies if I have was not the intent. It's just it's an interesting week. Uh, I'll fill you guys in after show. Uh, what else is going on? Um, you know, we keep saying you needed a lot of this. I know. Stuff that you I need to, to write it down. In front of you. I, I do. I, I do. I, I do but need to write it down. On your actually, no, I need to write it down. Or actually, I need to print it off and then laminate it. That yeah, way, but as soon as you do that, you have to change it. Then I'll laminate again. I don't care. <laughs> Um, so before we get into show prep or show prep into episode six, or is it, they calling them episodes or parts, part six, part six, six, far, far away. Uh, hit on some other non Ahsoka based news. There's other things other than Ahsoka. Yes, there is. It's like, wait a minute. There's non Ahsoka news. 
Um, coming from StarWars.com. They are uh, this story. Uh, ah, what do they know? Uh, it's called It's Alive. Disney Parks and Shop Disney assemble a terrifying, terrific new Halloween droid. Uh, continuing the annual tradition of releasing a Halloween three themed droid figure, this year's Disney Parks and Shop Disney have brought to life C1MNST4, a Frankenstein, a Frankenstein inspired astromech. C series, obviously. Uh, according to his bio, he is made from parts of other droids. It's a frighteningly fantastic addition to the series and the droid factory line i actually i like that idea yeah yeah he's cool looking but it's basically it's just it's chopper with different colored plastic <laughs> you tell me or the same color plastic hey <laughs> i have them oh you bought you already picked them up i already got him i got him back in august when he came out other than the um the radar dish on the top it's chopper oh yeah radar dish is a little bit different no it's Wait, the same radar dish it's all the chopper mold oh it is it came out, it came out in august and we're just finding out about it now i told you guys that I got it his birthday when I got Doc. But that was August. It's not Halloween. But he's a cool droid. The only, I think the only Halloween droids I, I don't have or between Zoe and I, we don't have is uh, there was a BB series. And coming to think of it, I think she actually does have it. So we, we've gotten pretty much all of the Halloween droids. I'm missing some of the Christmas droids. Um, so Cody Hampton, senior manager brand merchandising at Disney parks slash shop Disney tells starwars.com. We always have a lot of fun creating our Halloween droids. We take inspiration from those classic Halloween themes and elements that are so iconic to the season, especially this classic monster. Of course, last year was based around Dracula, a fang. I have that one. That's a, it's an R7 unit. If I remember correct. I believe so. Which could be a, <laughs> a non canonical R7. If the droids we saw with the E wings are the new R7s. Mm-hmm. Since we saw a plethora of them at the beginning of Ahsoka. I got that one in the park when I was there with you. Yeah. So, uh, and then I was able, I have most of them, but I, I have some duplicates because, uh, Last year for my birthday, friends of ours bought the uh, the Halloween four pack that they had in the park as well. Mm-hmm. It's come with a little extra accessories. So I I almost want to get a Hamonian uh, three and three quarter inch figure and paint them up and and paint that character up like Jack Skellington mm-hmm. <laughs> and put all the Halloween droids around them. I kind of like that idea. Um, so based on the same droid type as Star Wars Rebels and Ahsoka fan favorite Chopper, this model Astromech features essential has features essential to honoring the original monster's design. Once we landed on a monster theme, we knew the C-Series droid was going to be great due to the arms looking just like bolts, Hampton says. Uh, it's always great when existing droid features and elements help further tell the story of the character or the theme. I don't see the arms looking like bolts, but hey, if he sees it that way, that's cool. Yeah. I almost wish the the uh, steel plate on the front that's used like a patch was a slightly different color. Yeah. But it's all right. Mm, yeah. That, um, his manipulator arm, the, um, the, it's also a scomp link. Uh, does that swing out on this toy? Yes. Or is it just stuck there? No, it, it swings out. I hope so. It looks like it does. I know. That's what I was wondering. It's like it's folded up in there, but whether I could get it out or not. But all the years of watching Rebels and even now is like it's always interesting to see the chopper use that because that does not look like a scomplank that you've ever seen any other droid anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it comes out. Yeah, it looks like a pincer hand or something, yeah. and it's the uh, yeah, I see it. Now I I have a chopper, and then uh, Derek, you've got you have the the C series from the blind box, right? Yes, which I think even 
even in the shop, that one still has the mismatched legs. So it's like, okay, so every C unit had an issue with the legs. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> but no, so yeah, these are available on Shop Disney. Dot com or if you're going to the parks, go pick it up either at Walt Disney World or Disneyland. And then from GameStop, this is a, a deal beyond deals. A pop, a popular Star Wars game is on sale for just 99 cents. Sweet. Considering the game in question was once $59.99. Nice. And those who have waited for the game, uh, which was you were still getting it for nineteen ninety nine. Well, from GameStop, you too could get a pre-owned version of the game for ninety nine cents. And that game is the twenty fifteen Star Wars Battlefront. Hmm. See, it's ninety nine cents because everybody's either moved up to Battlefront two, yeah, or I mean, <laughs> Battle Battlefront wasn't bad, but I mean, it was just like in the tradition of the original Battlefront series. Battlefront was was cool, exciting. Battlefront two was much better. Yeah. Well, also the entire Battlefront series has um, had the EA curse to where the first for the first six months it's unplayable. Yeah. I don't, I don't think EA pays for play testers. They get it so that it'll run on the system to start with. And then they just put it out there and let the world play test it for them. Uh, and find uh, all the bugs. No, yeah. they do play test or they did. Cause I, I used to be a play tester for, <laughs> they don't pay attention to the play testers. I, yeah. I used to be a play tester here in Orlando for Tiberian yeah. studios. They probably don't do it anymore. I don't know. I, it's it's been. I haven't. I gotta go see if they still had the sign up list. I mean, even you get to. Um, if I remember right, yeah, they they put out um, the um, Jedi series is theirs too, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. if, if you yeah, remember Jedi. when Jedi Survivor or, got I mean, yeah. out, I mean, I've not had any major problems with it, but um, the PC version and stuff was very very buggy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it still is. They're still putting out patches for it. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, EA doesn't know how to um, pay attention to the playtesters or something. So, yeah, um, 99 cents. GameStop, check it out. If I think I already have it. If you, I have it. Um, um, if, if this comes across as misinformation, please don't blame us. It's a story that we grabbed from comicbook.com. Yeah, and it may not be 99 cents by the time you hear this issue, this episode. Yeah. So Way to pass the book. Um, so I, Hey, I take blame if it's my fault. I'm not going to take it if it's not my fault. I thought it was a great deal. So I'm passing that info along. If it's gone, well, I'm sorry. Um, Maybe it's all supplies last thing or something. It may be. Especially if it's for a used game. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry. GameStop with some of these games. It's like games 15 years old mm. and you still want me to pay almost full price for it. Come on, no. I don't have to worry about that because I have an um, Xbox Series S, so it's all digital. I can't buy anything to use anyway. I mean, I, I still have a Nintendo Wii, and they're, they're still, I mean, the original Wii, and they still have games that are, were like still f- almost full full price to what they were when the games first came out. Because mm-hmm. people still pay that price for them. Yeah, I won't. If it's used, I'm not paying full, I'm not paying regular retail price for it. Or five bucks off. Yeah, that's okay. If you go to trade it in, they'll give you like a third of what it they're going to sell it for. Yeah, <laughs> if you're lucky. So let's go ahead and dive into part six. Far, far away. Leonard, part six. Huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's sitting in a detention center with some jello pops. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think they let him go. Oh, 
Okay, maybe not. At his age, what's going to happen? He's going to go home and sit there, and that's it. <laughs> At this point in time, probably. But, anyway, uh, this is actually this episode is the first uh, one, Star Wars I've seen in a long time that took me back to the '80s. Yeah, those. Tell me, those little um, hermit crab dudes were the coolest little creature you've seen in years. That and the wolf, the bat wolf thing that she's riding on, those felt like something out of an '80s. Um, yeah. yeah. Film production. Yeah. Either yeah. Dark Crystal or Labyrinth or Ewok Adventures. All of, that's what those these creatures felt like yeah so uh derek why don't you head us up all right so now we begin a little something i call the good the bad and the nitpicky something i created from one of my other podcasts and brought over here so what we like to do is uh pick something that we loved about the episode something perhaps we did not like about the episode and just something that maybe just bugged us just a little bit, but not enough to make to to affect our enjoyment of the episode. So, uh, for Star Wars, I like to go backwards, so we always end on the good. So let's start with some nitpickies. Would like to start? I got one kind of a little bit. I mean, uh, we were talking about it before the show that um, that it actually makes sense a lot more than the other shows that they've done, but. Um, the show is Ahsoka, and we get about two minutes of Ahsoka at the beginning of the episode, and that's it. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I thought it was awesome, but it's yeah. kind of amusing that you have a show called Ahsoka, and she's in two minutes in the beginning of the episode and nothing else. <laughs> but then again, like we said last week, we don't want a show of her driving through hyperspace talking to Hu Yang, and that's all there is. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Although, wait a minute. Maybe we do want Hu Yang and Ahsoka just having a conversation. <laughs> It's true too. Um, my only nitpicky is is the, the night sister witches or the mm-hmm. what do they call them the madams mothers no, the, um, the mothers mothers the mothers the night mothers they they sensed Jedi with Sabine yeah. but did nothing to Balin and Shin. Mm, yeah, even even though they're leaning more dark side, but they're still, they're still I, more Jedi than they are. Yes, Sith. exactly. That's what I was gonna say. I think I think they would be more. Did you happen to catch the Now, they didn't ever mention it all on the show. The names of those Night Sister Mothers was Actropol, uh, Clothau. Uh, this is just the way I'm pronouncing it. I have no idea exactly how they're doing it. But And um, Lachesis. And if you go back to the gr- three Greek fates from mythology. Yes. Atropos, Clotho, and um, Laxus. Yeah. So this was a direct reference to them. And the only reason I've picked this up, because in the, they don't ever say the names in their episode that I can tell at all. But I had to go to IMDb because when um, it, when Ezra comes on screen, I could have swore that sounded like Taylor Gray. I know it's a new actor. I thought maybe they were having Taylor do the voice over this actor. <laughs> so I had to double check. But then I, I saw on the cast list for this episode, the, the names of these actors, uh, the mothers, I'm like, wait a minute. And sure enough, yeah, it is the it's the Greek. Well, it's not. It's the Star Wars version of the fates. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, Filoni's doing a great job with this, as Lucas did, of if it's coming from a a mythology, another mythology, it's going to be obvious what that mythology is. George didn't make it quite as obvious. Didn't, yeah, but there's a lot of stuff that um that they've yeah, done, yeah. especially recently in Star Wars, that is a lot more like smacking in the face with it. Well, I hate to say it, but with some of, with the way the fans are these day these days, they almost have to just to that way. It's oh, they ripped it up. Well, yeah, 
blatantly it was inspired by this. Yeah. So now you have no grounds to episode with um Balin when he was referring to the um Jedi that were trained outside of the temple later by calling Boken Jedi. Which yeah. is, Boken is a Japanese sword that's not quite as lethal. Yep. Yeah. These are Jedi that were trained outside of the temple, so they're not quite as lethal as the original Jedi. Yeah. So any other nitpickies? That's my only nitpicky. All right. I have a nitpicky. And my nitpicky is not necessarily with the actual episode. Uh, the nitpicky, my nitpicky is last night, episode drops at nine. I went to go watch it, went on to Disney Plus. The episode wasn't there. I was a little angry until I realized it was only 8.56. <laughs> so you're nitpicky to yourself. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Somebody can't tell time. <laughs> I was all excited. All right, new so good. Like, wait, where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's only 8.56. Yeah, I gotta wait. I was just I'm telling you, watch, folks, this beats speed of flights to Endor any day. <laughs> I was intent on watching it on Tuesday night, but by the time we get to nine o'clock, I said, like, you know what? I'm going to be going to bed in about a half hour anyway. I'm just, I'll watch it Wednesday. Yeah. I, I think I got around finally to watching it uh, around uh, 10, 15, 10 30. Actually, I really like this um, releasing day at nine. Yeah. It's working out for me pretty good. Well, yeah. apparently, it's working out so well, and we'll discuss this on this week's Mighty Marvel Geeks as well. They're going to do the same thing with Loki. Release it. Ah, interesting. Cool. Very cool, very cool. So I don't know if it's going to be on a Tuesday or if it's going to be Wednesday when we release it in the evening during prime time hours. <laughs> um, so, but my, my only real nitpicky is probably something you guys might disagree with, but when uh, Hu Ying was going to started telling his story to Ahsoka and he started with the in a galaxy, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That was a little too on the nose for me. Yeah. See, because they've never done that before. Yeah. yeah. They've never actually made that reference um, with a character saying it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, if they did it all the time, I would be really old. Yeah. <laughs> Although it makes you wonder what story he was going to tell that was in a galaxy far, far away. Well, they do make, make swing that back around. Because remember, Balin was talking about the stories of this galaxy that yes. used to be told in the Jedi Temple to the ch- to the kids. Right, which makes me wonder, is that the story he's telling? So so which so what Jedis have been there before? Don't know. It's something that that may be part of this movie that's going to take place thousands of years in the past. Ah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Or those couple of lines talking about this other galaxy have opened so much stuff of what they can do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, all right. So that's it for the nitpickies. Are there any bads? I didn't see anything really bad. No, no. I don't think I have anything either. Uh, anything for you? I, I, I'm <laughs> trying to rack my brain. Um, uh, Thing that was bad was me. Oh, never mind. That, that was me. Um, <laughs> off show. <laughs> once, again, once again, my bad is I, I tried to watch it at eight fifty six. Um, I guess the only the only bad for me is I didn't look to see how long this episode was. Mm-hmm. But when it I came, always- but when it came to the end, I'm like, no, I, I want more now. I don't want to wait. <laughs> I mean, it 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 kept me hooked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this episode, even even with the stuff with Ahsoka in the beginning, I I was hooked the whole time through, mm. without a doubt. I was I was hooked, and uh, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, then 
let's jump right to the good and talk about what we really enjoyed about the episode. Uh, Thrawn what I thought was awesome because yes, the only Thrawn we've ever seen on screen has been that voice. Yes. yes. So it's like you can close your eyes and it's like you know it's Thrawn. You open your eyes and it's still Thrawn. I'm still still adjusting to the color of him in live action, but I'm getting it, used to it. It's that blue. It is. And, and it's the same but thing. Yeah. Having, it's something. But having Lars Mikkelsen um, do the voice. I got pat. I didn't even notice that because it, it, it sounded like on. So you, oh yeah, yeah, your brain knows this is Thrawn. Yeah, but when he wasn't talking, <laughs> it, it's it's almost it's almost like they took the critique about Cad Bane being too light and they almost made him too dark. Because to me, the the red eyes, the 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 red eyes were way too muted against the skin. It was hard. Yeah. I mean, you 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 could see them, but it was it was harder to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if they had gone the Cad Bane route, the eyes would have popped a bit more. Yeah, but still, it was very cool. I don't think they enhanced the eyes on this one. I think they actually used contacts. Oh, yeah, it's contacts, but it's... I'm glad that they didn't string us along any further, and we finally got... Thrawn, we finally got Ezra, and uh, what, now what? we get to the to the real good stuff. Well, my favorites favorite line uh, conversations is is the or is Hu Yang going? You know, history history of the galaxy part one, two, and three. Uh-huh. Sucker going, yeah, part one was the best. <laughs> I'm like, yes, nod to Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very a much. Lot of that type of stuff going on. I I I enjoyed I enjoyed that Easter egg. I really did. So I have to say I have to um I have to to uh, say that I so this past weekend uh, on my podcast New England Society of Geeks we did our Star Wars rewatch. Star Wars. Geez, I really went New England accent there. <laughs> we did the Star Wars rewatch experiment. Chowda. Uh, and that'll chowda. That'll, <laughs> that'll probably be out as you're listening to this. But my point is, when I do the my rewatches, I always turn on the uh, closed captioning, and uh, I didn't realize it, but I had left it on, so I ended up watching Ahsoka with the closed captioning on, uh, which is kind of cool because it it, it uh, helped me catch some things I might have missed. Yeah, uh, remember I told you guys, I if I do a second watch, I do that, and you also can turn on the audio track. There's a second audio track in English that's an auto descriptive track. Oh yeah. So when they're not talking, it actually tells you what they're doing. I can tell you one thing though, uh, from watching it with these with the uh, closed captions on, I think uh, Sabine must have sighed about twenty or thirty times. <laughs> yeah, as we just come up, sigh, <laughs> sigh, so, grunt. So the uh, Wookie Radio drinking game for Ahsoka Episode Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every time you see sigh come. Up. Take a, um, take a drink of your Beastman Fizz. They'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, never get old. Sorry, Nancy. <laughs> it never will. Um, but it was cool because, you know, like it also has, you know, the descriptors of, of everybody who's speaking and everything. And, uh, you know, like when Thrawn came out and he had all the troopers all lined up and everything. Do you know what... Uh, what they called them? Did you see what they called them? Night troopers, weren't they? Yes, they were, which is very cool. <laughs> and the little, the little uh, dog thing—not little, but the dog thing—they called it a howler. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
Okay. I I knew I knew about the night trooper. Actually, so it, do you think there's a chance that the um that these troopers are zombies? That yeah, the I, I think so. Them from the dead? That is one of the theories going around. That's yes. one of the strong theories going around. Yeah, and that the and that the only the only one that may not be dead is Captain Enoch. Yeah, because that's interesting. Because um because if you remember. The Star Destroyer was just about deserted when um, it jumped. Yes. back in Rebels. Exactly. That's what I. That's what I had thought too. I was like, wait a minute. So, uh, I I'm so sitting there watching. Well. Like, where did all these people? All these troopers come from? Yeah. All the dead bodies on the ship, possibly. Quite possibly. Possibly. And, I, yeah. and like I said, I think Enoch got promoted up, um, but based on his voice, he actually may have been a death trooper. It's, it's the height. It, 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 I had to go back and watch to see if he's actually taller than the others. If he is, then he was possibly a death trooper. If not, don't think he was. Okay, then he was. He was probably because um, his helmet looks a little bit like the uh, tank driver slash uh, ATACT driver. Well, helmet. also you look at it, it; looks like a clone trooper helmet with the faceplate removed and added the gold one instead. No, 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 no. no. Look again. It, it's. It, it's not the round clone. It's the, uh, it's almost the tank driver helmet. Actually, no, you may be more right than I am. That actually yeah, may like be the versions of the clone trooper. Uh, maybe a variation of the clone pilot helmet, like what we saw oddball with his open face. Yeah. Maybe, maybe close to I that. I want to know what's going on. What's going on with the gold face on the helmet? I mean, I don't know. The face was an interesting choice because uh, the picture that if you take a look at the story I've got pulled up on comicbook.com. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now is flipping through some the, of that. The stormtrooper behind him has got a gray head, predominantly yeah. gray well, mask. The rest of them, if you look with the red straps and then just the damage to the armor and stuff, that's why I'm wondering is if these are zombie troopers, it looks like they were basically put together with duct tape and bailing wire. Pretty much. Yeah. Just, whatever they could find, they started patching armor together to make them into, to make troopers. Yeah. I just think Enoch's the only one that is the, uh, the only living, 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 not living dead. I don't know. I, I think I think he is a I think he is survivor, but is facially disfigured from whatever. And then, you know, the voice damage. That's why he has the, the voice enhancement. But it this also then kind of goes back to Merrick. Was Merrick sent to Balin and um and Morgan from the Night Mothers. I always assumed Elsbeth resurrected him. If she doesn't have full magic, and they do, and we're seeing this whole army. She never said she doesn't have full magic. She said she descended from the Night Sisters, but they've never mentioned how much magic or she would or would not have. Right. But I, how and would. The Night still on Dathomir. I thought they were all destroyed or scattered out. They're still around somewhere. Yeah, on Heredia. Well, Elsbeth's still out there, and I'm sure she's not the only one that's left. True. Yeah, I'm sure. But, but something like this, I'm I'm almost wondering if Merrick came from Thrawn's troops or Thrawn and was was I don't think so. Armor left on the on the ship. The whole thing, the whole time that Thrawn keeps talking about, he couldn't get back, couldn't get back. I understand the Star Destroyer couldn't go, but he didn't have that. I would think that even if he had a shuttle that could make it back, he would have come back already. So why would he have sent Merrick but not gone back himself? True. Yeah. True. Now, actually, um, talking about zombies and all that stuff, that might be uh, maybe if you did you look at what they were loading onto the Star Destroyer? Looks like those baskets. Like yeah. So could it be the rest of the army that's not been raised yet? Ooh, could be, could be. They, they, those were supposed to came from the catacombs, isn't that what she said? Yeah. Yep. What's the purpose of catacombs traditionally? 
to bury your dead. They're tombs. Well, it makes you also wonder, too, then, could one of those potentially also be Gideon? No, because that's happening at the same time as all this. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Never you mind. So, that's not this, but I want to get on one, the Howler, the the Batwolf-looking thing. Yeah. That was cool-looking. Yeah, so he goes, is that a Lothcat or a Lothwolf? I'm like, no. Oh, no. Too much like a bat. Um, (laughs) That head was a bat head. Head. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say that um, I the the part where she, right after she got attacked by the bandits and she was mad at that at her howler, I have to say that I just found that whole scene just it just it just tickled something in me. It just like it it worked for me so well. It, it's yeah, like well, when you it's like when you talk to your your cat or your dog at home. Yeah. No. I say dog, not cat. Cats don't even care. I don't know. Eric's cats care because they tend to plot to kill him. Every cat is doing that. That's the purpose of cats on the earth. They're plotting the downfall of man every time. Oh no, my 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 cat happens to be madly in love with my wife, so he's trying to take me out of the picture. But the whole no, you left me in time of need. No, I'm not. I'm not ready to deal with you. Like all right. Uh, that was good. That was cool. Um, the uh, the Raiders. I got the vibe, or the Bandits. I got the vibe a little bit of that's that galaxy's version of Tuscan Raiders. I did too. Yeah, got that too. But they, they acted and sounded kind of like it. But the look is um, the more of these shows we're getting, the more the look is actually looking more sequely. This looked like um, the the one, one guy the groups the sequel trilogy. It, no, it looked like the one guy that Moz said for Finn to go with in Force Awakens. See, I knew it was someone from the sequel trilogy. I didn't remember exactly where. Now, yeah, I recognize what you're saying. Is that the one that had almost the exact helmet? Exact helmet. Yeah, that's what I said. The more of these shows they're doing, the more I'm seeing um, designs that remind me of what they use in the um, sequel trilogy. But then again, it kind of makes sense as we're moving closer to that direction, time-wise. Right. Yeah, I mean, if anything, this is definitely heading towards the spark of the First Order. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've already got Huck, you know, Hux's father, as we now know, was a imperial, an imperial rim. You know, we got uh, Kaz's dad, the coward he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we we've got them going. Oh yeah, there's there's former imperials all over the place, and you know, within the Senate and this that and the other. Well, isn't that a clue? And even even Mon Mothma is still like. Oh. I, it feels like she's not thrilled about that aspect when you when you watch yeah. the recap they bring up. Um, but I mean, this is I, I really like the night troops. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, being labeled night troops and the look having that Japanese vibe and feel to them uh, definitely has that. Uh, and then it was so creepy when they were all chanting when Thrawn was coming out. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely got that uh, Kintsugi vibe, the Japanese Kintsugi, with let's use gold or some other precious metal to help fuse. And where where's the first time we truly see this, this type of process and this type of look? I don't know. I don't Ky- remember. Kylo Ren, when we see his helmet fixed with the red. Well, the first time we see it, but not canonically. Canonically, this would be the first time then. No, okay, first time we have seen it on screen is yeah. with Kylo. So obviously this is a practice that has been done for a long while if we're seeing it having been done with Thrawn's troops. Mm-hmm. So it's still, I, I still think we carry back how much of Thrawn is the key to the First Order being created and how much of Balin with Thrawn, I, I'm still going to throw it out there, Knights of Ren. 
I still almost think the Knights of Ren maybe it may have been um, Jedi Apprentices also. I am uh, uh, working on. They were part of the Sith um, Resenda or whatever they call it, the Resurgence that was from Mexico. Yeah. At some point, we're going to get a re- uh, um, explanation. They just got to get to it. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's one thing they might not might want to not wait too long either before people don't care anymore. <laughs> Uh, according to Wikipedia, date founded by three ABY after Battle of Yavin. So by then, again, why couldn't Balin and and Shin be the founders? Possibly because Balin has his own agenda. Obviously, yeah. I mean the the the, the backstory is still kind of uh, as it lists for origins. Uh, Knights of Ren were marauders who pillaged worlds, leaving a trail of destruction in their wake. Their exploits were legendary by the time of the New Republic. Okay, so why why couldn't this be retconned a little bit more into this is a group with? I mean, this is this is what's just being said now. Why why can't it be more properly retconned into started by Balin and Shin? I mean, it's a thought. Yeah. It'd be a it'd be a more realistic way to retcon it. And, it, and even though the nice Wren are capable of using lightsabers, the only one who does is is Kylo. And with Kylo, I mean, he's not truly Sith. He's a dark. He's more dark side user than than Balin and Shin are. Well, than Balin is probably Shin's probably closer to Kylo than than uh, Balin. I would think. Well, remember also um, the the cool thing we did get a little bit more information on Balin and them um, when they're talking about the history of the Jedi and things because she talks to him about the temple and whether she he knew Ezra and um, he talks about no that was he was one and I had mentioned the Boken before right. and um, how he told her that um, he was the different the major difference is he was trained as a Jedi she was trained she was trained for something else way, something something like said, to be something more yeah. So she was not trained. She's not. He could. He is a fallen Jedi. She is not. She's something else. Right. She. She is a. Again, I think this is where we're heading towards the foundation of the Knights of Ren. It's possible. Maybe is dark side users, but not Sith. See, that's why I'm wondering. Is like watching Balin. It's like you can tell he he uses the dark side, and so does she. But I don't think Balin is fully consumed the way like a Sith would be. Right. No, he's, he's not. Closer to what people, all the fans keep saying they want to see a gray Jedi that you can use both sides and all this stuff. He's, I think, the closest we've gotten to that yet. She's got a lot more anger and stuff in her, but she's also a lot younger. Right. She didn't yeah. have training beforehand. Right. But what, he's not holding her back from that either. No. I, he, yeah, he's, I, just, he's letting her go right to that edge. I don't see uh, I don't see Balin going dark side full dark side, but I could see her going full dark side. I, I could I could see her go full. Yeah, if if the right situation presents itself. But I could see I could see again. I know I, I'm almost hitting this like a dead horse, but I do see them forming the Knights of Ren, especially since there's very much a medieval connotation behind the two when yeah, you look at. Very- much like knights in armor yeah and i would not be surprised if she takes that sith approach and eventually kills balin once she has enough to to create the the rest of the knights maybe but since she's not a sith she might not kill him she might have to kill him right but i was i'm sure he balin has has taught her some of the paths 
Sith or some of the, the myth behind the Sith. The myth behind the Sith. But, you know, you figure there's got to be either some explanation to either kill off Balin since Ray Stevenson has passed. Yeah, something's going to have to happen with that. Or. Which, which um, if it, as I was watching the episode last night, um, because it featured a lot of him, I kind of got a little sad about that. Like, oh. But if if they were to recast, I have my I have a choice. I, I have I have a I think it'd be a great recasting option. Oh yeah. Ray Donovan. He was Sabretooth in Yeah, I know who he was. Yeah, I know who, who it is. I can't see him taking it being um because you'd want someone who actually looks similar a little bit. Yeah. Actually do the same character. Cause you want to do what um, Ray C cause it's not a new person. Right. Do so you want it to still be Ray Stevenson's character? I would say they either went back and I, w- I would want to see one of two things happen with episode eight or part eight that after he passed, they went back and, and filmed a, a death sequence. Yeah. Or they leave it in a way where when we get season two, I'm not going to say if, when we get season two, he's killed off at the end. See, we don't know. They may have already had that planned out. And he, his character was done at the end of the episode season anyway. Could be. Quite possibly, yeah. So they could focus more on um, Thrawn in the new world, in the, uh, back in the original universe for season two. Well, uh, it is what, nice. We did figure out why that hyperspace ring had to be so big. Yes. <laughs> they got to bring the Camaro back. Yeah, they had um, to put it on a Star Destroyer. But it, also, if you recall, um, Thrawn mentioned that uh, he wants Ezra and Sabine dead. But if if uh, Balin, you know, if Balin happens to die, he doesn't really care. That's fine. Yeah, he doesn't care about the mercenaries. They don't work for him. Right. So They work for Morgan. Mm-hmm. That could but, be a way. But I could see him utilizing Shin to his advantage. Yes, I could too. Definitely. And, and more Shin than, than Balin. And but and that could be how they get over what to do with Ray Stevenson because they they could have him die and have her survive and then she's gonna be angry because her master's dead, so that'll yeah. help her go even further into the dark side. Yeah, because yeah, she doesn't have that person to take her to the to the edge and then rein her back, right? Reel her back. So uh, the next one, we'll talk about one of the coolest little creatures that's been created in Star Wars in years. The naughty. Yeah, it's the naughty. They're all little naughties. <laughs> you, you know, it, it's it's almost like every generation has it. Yeah, they have a, a, a creature in Star Wars that's made for them. Original trilogy was the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. Prequel trilogy was Jar Jar Binks and the Gungans. Yeah. In the sequel trilogy, it was the Porks. Now the generation that is introduced to Star Wars through Disney Plus is getting the naughties. And like I said, this these felt like, these and the Howlers felt like something out of either Labyrinth or Dark Crystal. Very yes. much so. Which fits right Fair. into it fits right into Star Wars. I mean that's oh, yeah. the way it works, but it felt like something that came out of the eighties Jim Henson's creature shop. Oh yeah. Working with Lucasfilm. Yeah. So <laughs> You know, it's funny. So as a, you know, as I said, I was watching with the, the closed caption on in the first naughty that um, which it's spelled N-O-T-I, by the way. Um, the first one that Sabine came across, it said little naughty. And I thought that was was the name of the creature. His name is yeah. little naughty. <laughs> and then they mentioned then they mentioned that they're that's, you know, what the race is. So I was like, oh, the species. 
Well, I loved how um, the Howler sniffed it, and there was something he knew that something was there. Yes, and they did a really good job of making that blend in, especially when finally he has the other ones jump up, and there's a bunch of them all around him. Like, wait a minute, yeah, was those rocks sitting there the whole time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I swore when I saw that scene. I'm thinking of my young pup Rebel, mm-hmm. my golden Aussie mix. Because she does the same type of thing in the backyard with frogs. <laughs> with frogs? With frogs in the backyard. <laughs> and I, I swore, I'm like, oh, she's a howler. Because <laughs> we've been trying to figure out what type of creature, what Star Wars creature she would be. Because Faith, our, our helm pup, is, is a is a pork. Because when she pulls her head back, it, it look, she kind of has that pork look to her. <laughs> Our golden Rocky is a bantha because when 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 he talks and gets into he'll he'll get into the and it sounds like what they've done with the banthas in the in Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian. <laughs> but we were trying to figure out who she was. Well, this episode she introduced she's a howler, <laughs> but the way she's with with the naughty and then all of a sudden wait there's more of them what no. <laughs> That was so rebel. And yes, she, she she is primarily all black. She has a little white on her. I did try, since she is the third dog, I did try to name her Reva, <laughs> but she wouldn't take to Reva. Melissa said, oh, so you're being a little rebel, aren't you? And that head cranes like, yep, that's my name. What are you going to do about it? So that's how she got the name rebel. I tried. Oh, believe me, I tried. She's got the personality a little bit like Reva too, but she, she is a definite rebel. So... Um, trying to think other goods. We've covered most of the episode all the way through, I think. Yeah. Point. Um, I mean, just, just seeing the star, star destroyer come up. That oh, was cool. The, the, the way the star destroyer lowers itself. Yeah, that was cool because the tower sitting there is like, that's kind of cool. It was a weird shape at the top for some reason. And then you see, oh, because the starters were docks on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see the TIE fighters in use and, and see how, how those uh, cosmetically look different. Mm. And are they flown by regular troopers or are they going to be flown by TIE pilots? Because we, I, I don't remember. They may not get flown. Uh, I think they're flown. They gotta be flown. Or where to be flown? Pilots on that star destroyer. (laughs) We'll find out when Ahsoka shows up next week. Yeah. Because remember, the end of the episode, they were talking about Ahsoka showing up and assuming that it's Ahsoka. Yes. Yeah. Which which was interesting. Um, that Thrawn was like, I don't know Ahsoka, and then he was just like, find out everything you can about her. But I thought he. Well, that's also that we from the the books and from seeing on Rebels. That's what Thrawn does. He knows yeah. an adversary is coming, so he wants every scrap of backstory on this person, so he can figure out who she actually is. Exactly, which is part of what makes him so awesome. Well, it's going to be really interesting when he finds out that she was um, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Yes, because remember, he knows who Anakin Skywalker became. Right. It'd also be interesting. If he also makes the connection that he that she was one of the fulcrums as well, yeah. So things are going to get good. Too bad there's only two episodes left. I was happy to see that this was um, fifty minutes almost. Yeah, yeah. But the pacing on it, it didn't feel like it. No. No. And once again, you get to the end, and it's like, what? Wait, huh? Wait a minute. This was this was a very fast paced episode. The the, the slow the slow movements move. I mean, they any slow parts in the series still were very fast paced. Yeah, I mean, in this series, in this episode, like you said, Ken, before, like not just. Like the whole thing kind of had like a a, a 
80s feel, mm-hmm. 80s movie feel, yeah. which is, and part of it might be because it's a new planet and, and the new creatures and everything, but it just, it just felt, it just really. It was like, it, an felt, 80s, it was like an 80s fantasy, one of the uh, cheap fantasy movies. Yes. Yeah. And it just felt really comfortable. Yeah. I would say anyone who complains that Star Wars does not feel like Star Wars then disregard the sequel trilogy, disregard every other series, and just watch this episode on repeat. You might be a little lost, but <laughs> you may be a little lost, but yeah, you you will actually, you will be happy Disney, with Star Wars in general. A Disney a Disney era Star Wars that feels like Star Wars, if you want to call it that. I would say this series, not. Yeah, because this one episode by itself really doesn't scream Star Wars as much as just this is the way TV should be done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If this is what Filoni has done with 50 minutes with a new location, I cannot wait to see what he does with his Mandoverse movie. Yeah, I really can't see. Sometimes I, th- I think um, make a transition up to movie is actually a lot more harder. Oh, yeah. Because trying to yeah. sell, tell this huge story, you've only got two to two and a half hours to do it. Right. Whereas if you're given a TV series like this, he basically has, if he wanted an eight hour TV or movie. Right. But I mean, it's not that it probably comes in at about five and a half or something like that, but still, but but even still look at everything else he's built up. If he has an idea for a final end game for the Mandoverse, which I know is not the right term they want us to use for it, but it's the easiest thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And they want us to stop calling Grogu baby Yoda, but you know, (laughs) Uh, I th- I think if Filoni has Filoni and Favreau have a final end game solution, then yeah, they could do all the build up they want in the different series. So so the final so the final act can be told in two two and a half hours on the big screen. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, and I think if it's done that way right, it it, it can work. That transition will will work. Mm. Is if they could get to that point. Well, we still have some time before we get to that. Yeah. Yeah. They said, what, um, 2027 for the first two movies and then 2028 for the third one? Uh, I know they're doing Yeah, I think, I think originally it was supposed to be... For some reason. I think it was supposed to be 26, 26, 27, 20, 28. No, it's all happening in two years because they're putting two of them in one year. Right. Originally it was supposed to be... I think it was originally supposed to be 26, 27, 28. And then when they did the pushback, they, they put two in 27 and one in 28. And we... And we have made the comment, unless there's more than six months in between, it's potentially a bad idea. Yeah. Well, Well, they they did not learn from the lesson of um, Solo. Exactly. Also, don't forget, we still got uh, the strikes going on. So who knows? (laughs) Who knows? So, uh, again, why don't we hit up a little light side, dark side ratings? Sounds good. If that sounds like a great great name for the meeting, (laughs) is the show more dark side or light side? Mm. I do like that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, our rating system here is unlike a one to five or one to ten star or whatever. No, you started zero as the dead dead center heater down the middle. Per, just a good episode was a zero, and then you go to negative all the way down to negative three is uh, the worst case of poodoo you've ever seen on the ever put on the television screen. I'm telling or, you, this whole thing stinks like Dianoga poo. Or you go all the way up to a plus three, which is the greatest piece of cinematic technology you've ever seen in your life. You know, I stopped the star speeder with my face once. My forehead's all bondo. We gotta do something about that guy. I try. 
So um, let's see where we're at for this. So far, we've been averaging about one and a half to two and a half, somewhere in there for most of them. Yeah. So I think this one might rank a little bit higher for everybody. I don't know, on the higher end of it. So what do you guys think? What was your ratings on this? Uh, negative three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I can't give it a perfect score, so I will give it a 2.5. This episode really, really hit all the buttons for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I got to agree. This one, I think, carries over from last episode, uh, ramped it up a little bit more. If this was the next series we were doing, yes, I would give it a 2.75. But since, you know, and that okay. may, and that may, that may happen when we do the, the revisit of the series. Um, but to stay consistent with this first time using the system, we said we're going to do whole and half numbers. Or half and whole numbers right. for the ratings. Uh, from well, we made the rule we change it if you want. <laughs> I don't. I don't want. I don't want to change it now. It'll change. It'll change with the revisit. Right. When we go back and revisit the entire season after everything's been dropped, how would we re-rank that? Re-rate the episodes after we see the whole picture. Well, we'll do the new. We'll do the new scale then. Um, but no, I, I've got to say two point five for me as well. Um, this was very solid. Uh, I very much like the the 80s vibe with it. Uh, I very much, um, even with the noughties, I, 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 I got the feel a little bit of uh, the first Ewok movie as well. <laughs> yes. Well, they had the Howler. The Howler would have fit right in. It looked yeah. like something straight out of the yep. Ewok movies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because you had the giant wolf thing that chased him. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Howler looked like something that could have possibly come out of Dark Crystal as well. Mm-hmm. From well, the same time. Episode, the setting, this planet, looked like something straight, like I said, out of an 80s fantasy movie. This could have yeah. been a setting for Conan or for Lady Hawk or any of those oh, 80s. Yeah. Never ending story. Never ending story. Yeah, never ending story. Yep. This was, the creatures were definitely never ending story style. Yeah. Uh even enemy mine a little bit. Possibly. Oh, interesting. Yes. You know, some of the, some of the terrain had very uh to me felt had a little vibe of enemy mine. Mm-hmm. Well, for me for my rating, I got um because three is absolutely perfect and this there is room to improve always. So I'm gonna go closer to a two, a solid two for me. Because you gotta think a zero is right down the middle, just a good episode in general. So a two is still a really high rating for this. Oh yeah. So I wanna make sure I still have some space because we got two more episodes of this. And as like we said with the pacing was so good with this, the closer we get to the end, the faster the pacing's moving. Yeah. So we're going to have to see how this goes from here, which is which is a great compliment to how the show started with the first two episodes. Still good pacing, but we we knew they were slow, but there was a good pacing to it. Mm-hmm. We now know, the, the you know, we we're getting that faster pacing. Well, the first couple of episodes coming you had out to right? have the exposition and they had to tell you where you're at. Right. Now that we're there, we're running. And that's like that's why um why a lot of times like when I was working Geekwatch one and we've talked about it on here, sophomore seasons of shows a lot of times get hit the ground running faster. That's because you don't have to introduce the characters. You don't have to right. tell you where you're at. Mm-hmm. You assume the audience was with you for season one and you just pick up and run. It, you get more story in season two a lot of times. Yeah. Unless you're Josh Whedon. Well <laughs> I like most of what he's done. I, I have too. It's just he's like super slow yeah, with the beginning of the first two seasons of everything. Yeah. Um. So our average for this episode between the three of us, uh, this puts us as a tie for highest average at two point three three, which goes right there with uh, episode one, episode one and two, since we covered that as a a single rating since the two dropped in the same night. Yeah. No, it's- 
So yeah. Final thoughts. Two more episodes. Yeah. Trapping everybody. It's a final it's thoughts, not be, depressing it, talk. It's going to be a heck of a ride. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Any other final thoughts? Nope. Well then, a J7. Gentlemen, sounds like there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull out! No, I'm all right. Placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!